wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hi everyone, I am beyond excited to speak with a fantastic female today. She is a very interesting woman who has made a big mark in the fashion industry. She is someone who I personally admire and I think is a fantastic addition to this podcast. Thanks for coming on to the show, Isabella Babbery. Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me, Kayla. I'm excited to speak to you today. Oh, I'm just jumping up and down. I'm so excited to speaking to you. I just, I love your work. I think that I've been listening to you for a while and it's just amazing. Thank you so much. So Isabella, what are you doing right now? Obviously going from working in a beautiful headquarters of Christian Louboutin to coming home. Um, what was it? What's it like working from home? So I worked from home only for a couple of months when we initially went on the first lockdown. And then as of um, September of uh, 2020, I started traveling again. So I was at home for about seven to eight months. And it was it was a very different change of scenery for sure, but it also gave me an opportunity to slow things down. I was a really, you know, with my with my role and my position, it was go, go, go all the time and, you know, all over Canada and, you know, doing different events or meeting this, going to the stores. So it was um, it was a it was uh, a blessing in the skies in terms of change and pace, but also being able to um help my team and navigate through these unprecedented times together. I think that was probably the biggest challenge. It's absolutely very challenging. You're the director of Christian Louboutin, so you're you're a great leader. And I think that's really wonderful how you've been able to take the reins, especially in addition to what you already do. I would always walk by with my dad. I live with my dad. And my dad and I would walk by the... I can't remember the street name, but it was in Toronto. And we would always walk by all the different Christian Louboutin stores or like the Tiffany stores. And we'd always walk by and we would see the Christian Louboutin exhibit um, and just in the galleries. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's definitely a work of art that all the shoes are just a work of art. It is. And it's just it's really great because when you wear them it's like you're wearing art on your feet and it's just you always just want to look down. You never want to look around everywhere else. That's a uh, that's an amazing way to say it. Yes, it's a uh, work of art at all times. It's a uh, it's a dream being in the pair of shoes all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I don't own a pair yet, but definitely one day. Soon. One, one day. day. Manifest. One... It's happening. Manifest. Absolutely. Yes. So you also manage the Saks Fifth Avenue store in Toronto, and you also opened the first Chloe boutique. Wow. I mean, you obviously don't stop. That's really incredible. <laughs> Can you tell me about the process of opening a luxury boutique in Toronto or just in general? Is it like very lengthy, difficult? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, opening up Chloe was one of the biggest challenges I've had in, in my career because Chloe is such a niche brand and also, you know, um, only having wholesale within Canada and opening up the first flagship boutique in Canada really understanding the market, understanding what product we need to bring in in the Canadian market without knowing and having any trends to look past uh, in the past and, and fall from that. But uh, it was really nice to see, you know, who we're hiring, the diversity, the product and our clients and what kind of um, networking events, experiences we're going to bring to the table to really bring Chloe to Canada. And uh, it was very an amazing experience, but also very challenging. It's being entrepreneurial and opening a boutique and a business within a country for the first time. 
can you tell us about what what Chloe is, um, like the boutique, as opposed to Christian Louboutin? Like, what's kind of the difference? Because all of us, I'm pretty sure most of us know who Christian Louboutin is, but Chloe is a bit of a like a smaller brand. Um, yeah, can you tell us like what who who Chloe as a brand is? Yeah. Of course. So Chloe is actually a global brand. It's known worldwide. Um, and a, a lot of individuals love Chloe. Uh, we're very known for their ready to wear in their bags. They have so many different designers uh, that were part of Chloe uh, always in the past. Carl Lagerfeld was actually at Chloe, Chloe, I think, for almost 20 years. So there was a lot of uh, great designers and champions that have uh, been in the in the Chloe um, company and uh, designing. And Chloe is also part of the Richemont group. So it's part of Cartier, um, uh, Vacheron Constantine, Mont Blanc. Uh, so a, a lot of different um, watch brands, luxury watch brands that are under the same umbrella as, as Chloe. And Chloe is the only fashion brand there, but it's a, it's definitely a niche brand and uh, all right. Uh, the right wear is all made in, in France and in, uh, in Paris and uh, a French uh, uh, company. And it's uh, also known for its amazing bags and silhouettes and uh, many, Meghan Markle actually, when she first came out um, as a Duchess, wore one of the Chloe bags, and uh, it was the pixie bag actually, and uh, it went viral, of course. But um, so many great individuals are, are have been wearing the bags, and they're timeless pieces that uh, everyone loves the the Chloe handbag. I can't tell you how excited I am chatting with you today. A couple years ago, Christian Louboutin did an exhibit at the Design Exchange. What the Design Exchange is is a fashion and design building in the heart of Toronto. I did a summer program there while this exhibit was happening and I got to see the shoes anytime I wanted and just with our teachers. That is where I first was awestruck with fashion. I was in a young young leaders design program and from then on all I wanted was a power suit and it, which had to be, had to be completed with a pair of iconic red soled Christian Louboutin shoes. I love that story. That's amazing, and I and and you're so right. You know that iconic red sole is is going to be forever iconic. I, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, timeless. Everybody like 10, 15, 50 years from now, everybody's going to know if somebody has a red sole shoe, they're wearing Christian Louboutin. Hundred and ten percent, and and it's 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 with the art piece, the craftsmanship, all of that, but also the, the like you said, the, the the power image that it represents, and and the and being a female and, and confident in, in those pair of shoes is the best feeling. Yeah, and being confident as a female is one of the is our probably one of our biggest assets. And I think yeah, absolutely, what you're saying about clothing and especially shoes giving you an extra set of confidence is is amazing, and that's what we need. And if you know, and clothing is a big part of it. If we feel good and we feel that we look good, we feel good. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm all about confidence, female empowerment, and knowing your self worth. It's it's the the best asset you can have. You're you're taking over the fashion industry. It's incredible. Thank you so much. And I think, but I, you know, I always say to individuals that it's not about what I do that, you know, represents who I am. It's really about, you know, philanthropy, my charity work, you know, really the individuals that I have around me, you, you can have a big title, a big company as your name, but really at the end of the day, it's the person behind it and the people that you're worth that, that are that you're with. That's going to be really your, 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 your legacy. And can you tell us who you are? What's your story? 
Yeah, of course. Well, um, I come from an immigrant family and uh, we, we came to Canada when I was about five years old and uh, I was raised by a single mother. And it was really great because for me, having uh, a mother who, you know, worked so many jobs to, to, to get me to the to place I am, to put me through university, to help me to 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 be where I am today. It, it's always been um, looking up to a woman in, in power and leader and, and seeing how much uh, diverse a strength my mom has in all that she does. I think that's been really my, my, my she's my champion, my sounding board to, to anything that I've ever wanted in life. So that's really the, the person that I look up to whenever I, uh, whenever I'm in doubt with anything. And, um, I really started, um, you know, living all over the world and then coming, um, to Canada and, uh, fashion was not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to work for the United Nations and I just fell into fashion. I was really good at it. And I was a stock associate at maybe 15 years old at Le Chateau and um, became a, um, a sales associate and paid my way through university and started at Michael Kors and then went to Saks and then Chloe and then Louboutin now. And uh, I just, uh, I have a passion for it. And that's why I would say that, you know, I excel in it. So you, did, it wasn't always in the cards for you. You kind of just fell into it. Absolutely. It was de- never in the cards for me. If someone asked me at 16 years old, would I see myself here today? I would, I would, I would never imagine it. And I can totally connect to that. If somebody told me I'm making a podcast this time last year, I would have said, you're absolutely insane. Yeah. No way. It's, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. You would never think so. But, you know, it, it never say never to anything. I definitely say that now. Exactly. And now this podcast is in the top 5% worldwide. So it's it's okay. I love it. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So can you tell me, well, obviously you're working in the fashion industry and you're exposed to all these amazing brands and these amazing products. Do you ever get to go to fashion shows? Yeah, I mean, it, it not through uh, not through work really. You know, going to fashion shows through. You know, I'm part of the F- FGI um, International Fashion Group Institute, um, and you know, going to fashion shows through there, or going through fashion shows through my friends or models or connections or individuals that I know in Canada that are launching something new, and and just loving fashion in general when I was when I was younger going to New York Fashion Week or Milan Fashion Week or Paris Fashion Week you know that just having the opportunity to save up all my money and be able to go to these fashion shows have been amazing and then also just now in my industry just be loving and connecting with different individuals all over the world has been um, amazing and obviously COVID has uh, really uh, delayed that but you know we're we're doing amazing virtual experiences amazing virtual experiences is to say the least i was watching your christian louboutin your previous fashion show virtually and it's absolutely incredible i was also watching versace's uh spring summer versace was great incredible under the sea vibes unbelievable i think that unfortunately that we can't see it in person it's really wonderful that those who can't go to the fashion shows when they were in person we can now be able to see them and I've saw fashion in a whole new light because I've never been to a fashion show but I was able to watch the online virtual ones and it was it was just something that I've never seen before and it was it made me fall in love with fashion all over again I love that you know I mean Fashion is just uh, it, it, you. You connect in different ways, and 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 emotion, and it's it's artwork. It's it's it's. It- it's just a it's a beautiful world and uh I'm, I'm so lucky to be a part of it and you have such great leaders whether you're at louboutin versace chanel ysl dior they everyone's doing such exciting things right now in their companies and diversity and it's just it's really great to be a part of it right now 
speaking of what you're involved in as well, you're also you also work with Fashion Heels for Sick Kids. What is that organization? Yeah, Fashion Heal for Sick Kids is an amazing charity. Uh, it it supports the research for uh, mental health and innovation grants for sick kids at Toronto Sick Kids Hospital. So we've we've hosted several fashion show charity galas. Uh, the last one was about it was two years ago now, and um, our the the what what's unique about us is that. Uh, we host a fashion show, but the children, the the patients, are the models who are on the runway and are you know um, the, the models for the fashion show. And it's just oh, it's so adorable! Oh my goodness, it's amazing. It's, it's tear jerking, and you see you know kids who are you know have terminal illnesses or going through cancer, chemo, different treatments, and you, their eyes light up during these times and uh, going down the runway with their parents or themselves. And it's uh it's really really amazing. And we so it's Fashion Heels for Sick Kids um, in that aspect. We have all different sponsors and amazing individuals that attend all over all over Canada. And um, it's, uh, it's a great way to give back to Children's uh, Toronto Sick Kids Hospital. That's so amazing that you guys are doing that. It just totally warmed my heart. No, it's amazing. So... Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be a part of it. LK Rubeck is the the head of it, and when she um, offered me the position to be a part of something so amazing, the team is. I suggest everyone, you know, when the world gets to a better place, to to come to that uh, event because it's uh, it's something out of this world. It sounds out of this world, Isabella. You you already accomplished so much in your career, and you're still really young. Where would you like to see yourself in the next five, 10 years? Where would I like to see myself in the next five to 10 years? I think, you know, I, I, I would love to be still here at Louboutin. I, I love the company. I love the brand um, and just growing Canada at, and get, getting it closer to the next year. Uh, and, you know, hopefully one day a global CEO of um, a brand or my own company. It's, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen or what's in the work. So it's, it's it, there's the sky is the limit, but I'm very, very happy and content of uh, where I've achieved and where I am today. And, uh, you know, just continuously learning and growing and um, getting to the, the next heights in, in my career both and personally and professionally the sky is the limit for you Isabella honestly I, I can't imagine you as a CEO you're just you're just such a badass now I cannot wait <laughs> until you have the CEO label on your card oh this is gonna be so cool <laughs> I have you. no doubt that you're gonna you're gonna take the world by storm you already have but I just can't wait to see even the, the most the more of the amazing stuff that you're gonna do so before we wrap up i'd love to talk about your what what advice you would give to young people who are listening to this and want to make their mark in the fashion and design industry i love fashion i love design and i hope to make my mark in it um i haven't quite figured out exactly where i want it to go but what would you say to young people who are looking up to you and who want to be in the position similar to you uh, I would definitely say to young individuals who are listening today, you know, fo- follow your own moral compass and do not listen to any noise that's out there. And anyone who says you cannot do something, go 10 times harder because those are the individuals that, you know, unfortunately do not have that confidence. And, and once they see you, maybe you're going to inspire others uh, to do the same. And anyone who says you can't do it, obviously, 
uh, again, maybe does not have that confidence or that uh, or, or or a a group of friends or family supporting him the same way. And I always say it's it's lead by example, inspire other people, never give up on your dreams, be bold, authentic, and brave. And again, the sky is the limit. We have one life to live, so let's let's do everything and anything we can, whether we want to do five different things or one different thing and be great at it. Try it all, and failure is your best best lesson learn an example and I failed a million times so it's it's, it hasn't been an easy road I love that and as you said earlier confidence is key thank you so much but before we go I'd love to ask you five rapid fire questions of course let's do it so what is your favorite activity during quarantine Favorite activity during quarantine has been learning other languages or perfecting languages that I've learned already or know already. And um, I definitely want to learn Mandarin. So we'll, it's been quite hard, but uh, just uh, being able to, to learn different languages. And I downloaded the Duolingo app and, and have bought Rosetta Stone. So it's been amazing. Well, what languages do you speak? I speak English. I speak Italian. I speak Farsi and I speak Croatian. Wow. I'm having trouble sometimes just speaking English and it's my one language. <laughs> it's 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 great. It's uh it's not easy. Would I say uh I, I, I know everything fluently? No, but can I conversate? Yes. It's uh, it's hard to to go, fluctuate back and forth with all the languages, but the more you know the better you will be in your life and your career. That's incredible. Wow. What is your most used emoji? My most used emoji would be the crying face with the two tears coming out. <laughs> oh. I th- oh, that's so cool. We're always laughing and joking at something, whether it's my employees or my family or friends. So it's it's uh, my best, most used emoji. That is mine too. That's really, that's crazy. It's the, the same one. <laughs> the thing or activity that you're most interested in doing after COVID? Activity after COVID is traveling, traveling the world and, and not taking that for granted. Where are you going for your next vacation? My next vacation, well, my my girlfriend's celebrating her birthday and she definitely wants to go to Tulum. I've never been there. I would love to go to Australia and um, and, and explore Asia. I like those places. Those sound cool. They sound, they're amazing. And I think, you know, once you're, you're restricted and you're thinking, oh, when will I be able to travel again? Am I able to see the world? I haven't done as much as I wanted to do. So I will never take that for granted again. Never, ever, never, never take that for granted. And I completely agree. Me and my dad have traveled so it's just me and me and my dad for a while now and we were always we one of our favorite trips was when we went to Italy and we went to Rome and Venice and we would see all the fashion stores and we'd go in there and that was pretty much like one of our favorite daddy daughter trips I love that that's amazing (laughs) Uh, Italy is Italy is one of the best places it's breathtaking it's awesome if you all you if you guys haven't gone there you should absolutely go there I second that. (laughs) (laughs) If you could host a fashion show featuring any model or famous icon, alive or dead, who would it be? Monica Bellucci. She's an Italian icon, model, actress, and uh, I love her. She's gorgeous and she's beautiful and she's just uh, iconic. What is one thing on your bucket list that you haven't crossed off yet? One thing on my bucket list, bungee jumping and skydiving. Um, my brother has done it, but I haven't done it yet. I'm afraid of heights, so one day I need to face my fears and do that. Well, you go, girl, because I, I, I'm going to be standing <laughs> in the railing just watching you. Cause, uh-uh. 
I agree. <laughs> so thank you so much, Isabella, for letting me talk to you and letting us geek out on fashion. And I loved your story. I am so inspired by you, and I'm sure so many others are. Um, I had so much fun, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me and um, a part of this amazing podcast. This is Kayla Jackson, and thanks for listening to Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. And-